Prologue. Why you should read this book. I wouldn't be what I am today without the internet. A work-at-home husband and father who enjoys greater flexibility than 99% of the rest of the world. Since discovering the internet as a teenager in the 90s, I have educated myself, both formally and informally, outfitted myself, informed myself, entertained myself, bettered myself, and employed myself with it. In short, I owe the Internet and its pioneers a lot. It changed my life and continues to do so, as does my iPhone, Kindle, or whatever latest and greatest whatchamacallit I'm late to adopt. More on that later. At the same time, I refuse to spend my entire day online. In many ways, but not always, I view the Internet as my cubicle. And why on earth would anyone want to live in a cubicle all day? Especially when there are better things to experience offline. The very things the online world can only simulate. The answer seems obvious, and yet, as the Internet continues to play an increasing role in our lives, few have found it. And rather than being benefactors of connected devices like smartphones, we have attached to them at an alarming rate. For example, 78% of those who have a mobile device admittedly stay married to the office while on vacation, according to one survey. An equal number of smartphone users say they keep their device nearby while sleeping so they can hear when a new message arrives. Relationships and marriages are being strained when one or both parties are more concerned with what's happening online than what's happening right in front of them, whether at the dinner table, for example, or during what should have been a romantic night on the town. Worse still, breakfast is no longer the first stop in the morning, according to the New York Times. America, it seems, prefers a digital shot of emails, tweets, and wall updates over real-life eggs and hash browns, not unlike substance junkies. Our generation even holds the pathetic distinction of rearing smartphone orphans, which is mind-numbingly ironic. The very devices that were meant to free us from the office to enjoy more time with family, peers, and children are, in fact, making us negligent lovers, friends, and parents. In short, our wired lives are whack. Not just regular type, but wiggity whack. We have become zombies to modern technology. In fact, the Oxford English Dictionary defines online as being controlled by or connected to a computer. That's no way to live. As with all things in life, too much of anything is unhealthy, except for maybe air guitar, chocolate cake, and dancing. But I digress. The trouble is, we've reached a point with personal technology that is so accessible, so immediately gratifying, and so demanding that digital indulgence is no longer just affecting information junkies and borderline narcissists like myself. It's affecting everyone. If we don't stop to recalibrate our relationship with these powerful, life-changing, but also life-hindering technologies, in just a few years, we'll go from alarming habits to widespread burnout, debilitating attention spans, and universal digital anxiety disorder. We'll become slaves to the very devices that were meant to free us. That's the reason I wrote this book. In addition to highlighting problematic consequences of our online behaviors, Log Off How to Stay Connected After Disconnecting will document the personal lessons, reset advice, sagacious disciplines, and sustainable connectivity strategies I've learned and developed over the last decade. Not only that, but I'll wax poetic on modern white-collar living, help you rediscover nights and weekends, and expel the wonders of low-caloric interneting and zero-calorie social media. 
I'll show you how to outperform a one-dimensional workaholic while keeping your sanity, how to recharge your battery in ways few have imagined, and why you might consider becoming a reformed Luddite. In other words, I'll deliver what the title promises, how to stay connected after disconnecting. If you're listening to this, chances are you've felt out of control at some point with your relationship to email, the web, Facebook, messaging apps, Twitter, updates, YouTube, and smartphones, to name a few. And while I'm certainly not the first to endorse a balanced online lifestyle, I'm confident I'm one of the first to spell it out. What you are about to hear will not encourage you to write off technology on the whole, buy your supply of MREs, and take cover in the mountains. But it will teach you how to identify technology that works and technology that doesn't. What's more, it will help you take control of the more addicting distractions in your life, offer advice on rediscovering nights and weekends, explain post-online anxiety disorder, and provide sustainable strategies to living large on a low-caloric, but still capable of getting you ahead, technology diet. Having lived for years on both sides of the track, I promise you the latter is indescribably better than the former. I hope your offline nirvana is as blissful as I know it can be. Thanks for listening.